this is Stephanie Ortega, and you're listening to the Remix Movement Podcast. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Remix Movement Podcast, episode 28. 28. I'm Lewis. I'm Stephanie. Hi. All right. We're so excited to be back with you guys on this Saturday. Yes, we are. I know it's been a long week. Very long. Yeah, for me, it's been kind of crazy with work and going back and changing my schedule and everything. But God is good. Yes, he is. And for those of you who are home still under this quarantine, we hope that your mind is positive. Yes, very much. Right. We hope that you are making new memories with your kids. If you have kids, um, investing time in your spouse. If you have a spouse and we hope that like you are spending time with God. Yeah, this right? is a great time to build relationships. This is. It might seem like it's not because you're home, but like, um, you know, yesterday I was on a Zoom call with my church. Okay. And we had a, a ladies' night. Awesome. And Zoom is a really good app to do video conferences. So, I mean, now with the quarantine, you can still build relationships through Zoom, right? And you can still build relationships with Instagram Live. I know a lot of people are using Instagram Live. Definitely. And they're having conversations. They're using Facebook Live. I mean, we have all these tools that are available to us so that we can continue to have our connections. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. So thank you to all of our listeners, all of the new ones, all of the old ones. Just thank you so very much. Yes. Thank all you. right. So just so you guys know, I'm excited. Tomorrow is the last day of our Faith Over Fear uh, campaign for the verses of the days and it's been great i know so we've been doing it since march 26 and tomorrow will be april 26 so it's one whole month yep and for any of you guys that you missed some of the verses or you want to get a refresher um they're always going to be available on our instagram highlights for our instagram page uh the remix movement Yep, check yeah. it out. So you can check it out. You can also check out all of our verses of the day for like past months. And I think I, we might do another, you know, hashtag campaign. You know, I think faith over fear was definitely something that we really needed, especially with all of this craziness going on with the coronavirus. Yeah, it's a big campaign. And it's not just our campaign. It's, I don't think we're the original creators of that campaign. No, it's, so it's other churches yeah, are doing it. Which is which only means that we're all in the same mindset. Uh, mindset. There exactly. you go. So like other churches, if you put in Instagram or Facebook hashtag faith over fear, like you see all this encouragement, you see other pastors talking about it. You see teachers preaching about it. And it's really, really encouraging to know that you're not the only one going through this and we're all in this together. But our God is the God who's going to be able to take our fear away. Amen. Right. Yep. All right. So, um, Lewis, we're going to start with the game today. I thought it would be something different. Okay, let's play. All right, so let's let's have our listeners know a little bit more about us. Okay. And what's going on with our personal experience with the quarantine. Sounds good. All right, so there's only five questions, all right? Uh, the first one is, what has been your go-to snack during the quarantine? Ooh, I'm going to have to say ice cream. Oh, for real? Is that weird? I honestly thought you were going to say crackers no. or cookies no. or... I mean, I know we munch a lot in the house now. Yeah, but like <laughs> ice cream, I think ice cream is not the healthiest choice. Yeah, but you just want it. See, see, I run hot. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> hot all the time. So I need something to cool me down. And ice cream always does it for me. And, and it, it's not just ice cream. It's just like something cold and refreshing. Okay. That just like. You, you do know, drink a lot of juice. 
uh well refreshing yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i told the girls last night that for me it was walnuts and chocolate chips okay so i you remember i had like a bag of chopped walnuts and chocolate chips yes i do and i put them in like cookies we baked and i put them in ice cream we made like they're so good they're like sweet and crunchy at the same time right right so i mean that's good that's, that's a great source of protein. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so here's the opposite side of the sweet and savory snacks. Ready? The second question is, Okay. what type of exercise routine have you been doing, if any, during the quarantine? If any. <laughs> that sounds like you're implying something. No. Um, so I continue to be active, like just walking a lot. Like Okay. So that's that does help... Uh, the ice cream like kind of fade away <laughs> you're working out the calories from the ice cream just, just the ice cream <laughs> all right so i think for me um i used to go to the fitness gym all the time right. before the quarantine and my body right now is like you used to do a lot of stuff and now like i kind of toned it down okay my sister for my birthday got me five pound weights yeah i saw that and i started weight training it's been like maybe two weeks but okay. I felt the burn uh, the beginning of this week. Right. That's always the initial like, yeah. feeling. That's so, awesome. I know. It's a whole different thing for me because now it's like weightlifting and squats and push-ups. And like it's a different type of like exercise versus cardio. Right, right. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's cool. Definitely something I'll always remember. And hopefully I'll just keep doing it. That's great. Yeah. All right. So question number three. What do you find more important during this quarantine? Shaving or fixing your hair? Mm. and well, i know you and me are still working so that's why hmm. yeah okay so so shaving right shaving is one of those things where like um at least for me like uh when it starts getting itchy that's <laughs> that's the great time to you know go ahead and and uh get your baby face back right so how long is a good time to not shave for you um, long enough so that it's not so you're not itchy. So I'm not itchy, yeah. What is that like a week, two weeks? Um, so this takes time right here. Like I got a <laughs> little, I got a little fuzz. Um, it doesn't grow overnight. It takes me, uh, you know, some time. So I'm kind of proud of it, like where I'm going right now. Okay. Um, you really are gonna keep it? Uh, you know, I don't know. It it really all depends uh on so many factors. Um, and the same is true with my hair. My hair is just, you know, like, uh, I know you with your hair. It's not that bad though. Cause you can let it run and run and run. And then like, if it's too long, you'll like do one of those Rico Suave things and just sure. pull it back. Well, that, that's a state of desperation <laughs> when I can't like really do anything with my hair, which is pretty much all the time. Uh, and you know, if the thing is, if I, if I shave my head, I have like 10 rolls in the back of my head. So <laughs> I, if I really hope you don't shave. So if I, yeah, if I shave my head, it's going to look really awkward. But like if my hair gets too long, it just looks like uh, I'm not like, you know, taking care of my hair. So like to find a middle ground is not so easy. If you had to choose between one or the other, what would it be? Between what? Shaving or fixing your hair. I definitely would rather shave. Oh, okay. Yeah, just just to prevent the that 
itchy sensation of yeah because it is uncomfortable uh yeah like my face like i have i'm pretty sure i have scratches on my cheeks right now uh obviously no, it's you're good i see you you're fine you can't see it that's the thing like uh <laughs> the fuzz is in the way but once i take that off you're gonna see scratches all over my face because i i i have scratched and will continue to scratch as long as it continues to grow oh i see so for me and i don't know if for some of our listeners this is the same but i would rather fix my hair because i have to go to work versus shave okay and when i say shave i mean my legs like right i don't have a problem like you said if i let my hair grow and grow and grow as long as i'm not like itching it but like honestly i like shaving for women is like it takes time to do it well with this whole you know present uh event that's happening around the world Mm -hmm. you know we've We've been blessed to have more time to do things, right? <laughs> I know, but I I need to make sure that the top half of my body, like my head, looks presentable when I go to work. Right. Versus if I didn't shave, I could put some long pants on. I so mean, nobody knows. But I know. <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is different because you're my husband. But for other people, you know, like I spoke to some of my friends at church and they were like, listen, if I don't have to shave and it doesn't bother me, it's all good. You know, and some of them are like, if I don't have to wash my hair, like, that's fine. Well, yeah, there's this level of comfort that we've come into because of the quarantine, right? Which I, I mean, whether it be before or after the quarantine mm-hmm. or during, uh, but you know, there's there's some point where you just feel comfortable with where you are and how you feel and how you look. And- exactly. So the next question, and this is question number four. What is the first place you're going to visit when the quarantine is over? The movie theater. For real? I am absolutely cannot. I'm ecstatic to go to just go sit down and watch a movie. Netflix is not cutting it for you. It's not. It really isn't. And it's not. Oh, my God. I'm not. I'm not like the thing is like, um, like to actually get out and go. Mm hmm is is the bigger like accomplishment like i'm not so picky about what movie i go and see it's more of just being like there like having to go there having a purpose to go and (laughs) watch get out of your house and go watch a movie yeah because honestly i feel like it's for me anyway it's been a back and forth just Mm -hmm. home work home work home work right that's all you can do at this point Uh, at this point before it was homework Okay, I'm gonna go watch a movie. Yeah, homework. I'm gonna go and you play know, some basketball. Sure, like I'm gonna go to my friend's house. There were other things yeah. that, that kept me going. Mm-hmm. Kind of now, it's it's slowed down the pace. I feel you. So for me, it would be the beach, and you know this. I love the beach. Yeah, I miss the that beach. That is another one. That's on. That's definitely like on my to-do list as soon as this thing like blows over. Like rain or shine, when they lift the quarantine and open up that beach. I promise you I'll be the first person there to take my shoes off, put my feet in the sand and walk all the way over. And I'm not going to complain if the water is cold at all. Yeah, I mean, I miss the beach. We're coming into the summer, so I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you won't be the only one at the beach. Oh, I know. Like I told my mom, I was like, I'm thinking about driving all the way to Jacksonville just to go to the beach because I miss it so much. And she was like, no, Stephanie, it's like five or six hours away from your house. Yeah, that's quite a drive 
just to get it's not worth it at this point <laughs> you could just go to the pool you know no our pool is closed you no, know no. this yeah but so is the beach oh you know what i really hope our pool opens soon you're right yeah we'll see we'll <laughs> see we'll let it think we'll let it uh think we'll let it play out and uh see where where god decides to open everything where yeah where this goes all right and last question what are you most grateful for during this quarantine um honestly um i don't want to sound like um i don't know better than anybody or just amazing or anything because i'm not uh but i'm grateful for my job mm-hmm. and you know like i understand the tough time that it is um i understand and i have my job i haven't i haven't lost it or or uh, been put to the side um but for those that have uh please don't feel like you're you're less than anybody or that you know um, it's really not their fault to be no, honest it's, it's not, not your it, fault if you've is, lost your job it which just is, yeah it just happened that's the point that i'm trying to make like mm-hmm. i'm grateful for what i have right now yeah um but there's so much more to life than just your job there's so much more to life than you know the the things that uh uh that you need uh to keep you going daily like the family is is so important i wish i had more time for my family mm-hmm. uh you know for me the it it kind of got switched around right so like now that this quarantine has um uh, put some people uh at home it's actually made me go more into work and stay at work. Yeah. You know, so. Well, I'm pretty it, sure the aviation industry is just really busy right now. Uh, all well, the planes are grounded. Well, for me, it is. Yeah. And that's not to speak for all aviation. Okay. Uh, but in my case uh, and what I do and where I'm at, uh, it has it, it's taken a reverse effect mm-hmm. where I'm spending. Well, you know this. I'm spending more time at work. Yeah. Uh, because of the demand that's been projected so i don't have i don't have the you know i don't want to say luxury but i don't have the time to spend you know with family all day and and enjoy the their presence and you mm-hmm. know all of that or i don't have the time to you know uh you know and and enjoy the the time that's been uh you know given or you know just I don't know if that's making sense. No, but. it does. It does. I mean, thank God we have a phone that you can call them and text message. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> you mean, know, thank God for those communications. For sure. But I've, I understand what you're saying, but you just can't physically be able to sit in their house and spend time with them or eat a dinner right. and do things like that. Yeah. It's just like I said, it's, it's, it's taken a reverse effect on me. So, yeah. Okay, well, at least you're grateful for your job. I, I, I totally am. understand that. It's yeah. awesome. So for me, it kind of has to do with what you said. Um, I'm most grateful during this quarantine for the time that I have with you. So even though we don't have a lot of time, like sometimes we don't see each other Monday through Friday, but at least the times that I do have in between Monday through Friday, like in the mornings or, you know, at night or you know saturday and sunday right after you get out from work like we're intentional more with our time and and i'm so grateful for that you know because i feel like you know life gets busy and and i get it but when we sit down with each other now like 
we sit down close to each other like we hold our hands together we look into each other's eyes like we're so intentional with our time together because it's so limited you know with your work schedule but i am grateful for that i'm grateful to be able to invest that in you because you're my husband and i think it grows our marriage and it grows our relationship for sure for sure yes so in our last episode um in our last episode we talked about baptism and um you know the challenge was that if you had not been water baptized yet to talk to your pastor or your leader at church to see when you can get baptized maybe sometime this year and if you were not baptized in the Holy Spirit to spend some time in your secret place with God and ask if he can be able to uh, baptize you in the Holy Spirit. For those of you who have already been wa water baptized and baptized in the Holy Spirit, it was uh, basically just to share your experience with a family member or a friend. So I really hope that that allowed you guys really to hone down on what baptism is, you know, and just to spend more time embracing it and embracing what it means and, and what the experience is like. And then just like our opener game uh, for the last question, we are going to talk about in this episode about gratitude. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, that's why the title is Thanks a Lot. We want to spend this episode focusing on having an attitude of gratitude. I know it sounds really corny when you say it like that. Not really. Attitude of gratitude? I don't think so. I can, it kind of does sound corny. But, I mean, we it's something that in the moment and the time that we're living in right now with the pandemic, we really need to be grateful for the things that we have so that we don't end up feeling sad or feeling like we're missing out on the things that we don't have, right? So, you know, just to start with everything, Gratitude in the dictionary is the quality of being thankful, okay? The readiness to show appreciation to and to return kindness. So it seems pretty simple. I think anybody can be grateful, but I feel like sometimes it can be hard. It can be hard to not be grateful if your focus is not on appreciating what you have and instead having your eyes focused on what you don't have. I think that is the opposite of gratitude, right? So another definition of gratitude is a feeling of appreciation that is felt by or a similar positive response that is shown by a recipient through kindness, gifts, favors, help, or other type of generosity. So I think with this, it's more showing that gratitude with regards to an exchange with someone else. So if somebody helps you move, you're grateful for that person taking the time to help you move, right? If somebody gives you a compliment, you're grateful, you say thank you for the compliment that you are not expecting. So kind of like an exchange between one person or another. And uh, we need to be grateful to God, even in the midst of, you know, maybe not having your job, even mm -hmm. in the midst of not having, you know, the finances. We, we need to be grateful for our health, which is very important. I mean, if you don't have the coronavirus every day, you should be thanking God for your health. Just when you wake up in the morning. Yeah, like you should be like, God, thank you for the breath that you gave me, right? If you have your kids that are quarantined with you, yes, they probably are driving you insane. If you have, you know, pets uh, that you live with, maybe they're driving you insane. We have a dog and sometimes our dog is not on his best behavior and it drives us insane. Drives me insane. <laughs> But we have to be grateful because you know what? I'm grateful that we got JoJo, 
That's the name of my dog. Right, right, yeah. The reason why we got it was because, you know, obviously in our first year of marriage, you were on the second shift, I was on the first shift, and we never got to spend time with each other. Right. So he he's my companion. And your kids are your companion right now if you're in your house, right? Your kids, your spouse, this is your network of people that you should be grateful for every day, right? We should be grateful for social media, because it allows us, like we said, to connect with people. And we should be very grateful to God for giving us the opportunity to continue to share with others our faith, right? To be able to share with those of us that even though we can't be with them physically, that we can still be with them in prayer. We can still be with them in spirit. We can still be with them if they need encouragement. We can still be with them in mind. We can still have them on our hearts. Like we, we should be very grateful for, you know, little doors of opportunity that God may open up for us so that we can be able to tell others about our faith, to tell others about who Christ is. OK, now um, the Bible says in First Chronicles 29, 13, it says, and now we thank you, our God, and we praise your glorious name. Okay, Psalms 104 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. So, you know, obviously, when we are grateful to God, it's our form of giving thanksgiving. Yes. Okay. it's also our form of giving praise. And it is 100 percent our form of worshiping our God. Exactly. That's. That's what I was going to say, worship. Exactly. It's not just saying thank you, but it's lifting up God's name. It's saying, God, you are almighty. You are faithful. Like, God, thank you so much for everything that you give me. Thank you so much for everything that you have still yet to give me. Right. And and these two verses are basically saying, you know, we're lifting up the name of Jesus when we are grateful to him. We're lifting up the name of Jesus when we're grateful to others and we think others because God provided them in our life. Right. Right. So even if you're thankful for your teacher, but, you know, you can't really see your teacher in person, you see them through a, a computer screen. You still have to be grateful to God for producing a teacher who's still able to teach you through distance learning. Right. Like there's a reason why this attitude of gratitude comes upon us. And it's because it's allowing us to be able to lift up God's name on high. And if it wasn't for God, we wouldn't be able to be grateful. It, we would be able to say thank you, but it would not have a meaning in the back. It would just be, oh, I'm thankful for the act. I'm thankful for what you did. I'm thankful for something that you did humanly. But honestly, when you're giving thanks to God, you're giving thanks to God because God is amazing, because God is your provider, because God is your healer, because God is your everything, you know, your comforter, your salvation, your your everything. And I think that's very, very important. Yeah, absolutely. And and when we worship, uh, I, I think it's important to remind ourselves that it's it's not a, it's not for us. Correct. It's it's mostly for God mm -hmm. because our God deserves it. Our God is, you know, he's he's our he's our provider. He's everything for us. Right. Yes. So he, you know, in our obedience uh, for him, we need to we need to continue to worship him. Yes. And yeah. He and expects continue it. to be grateful. Yeah. And he expects it. So. Amen. All right. So one of the best stories in the Bible that we're going to talk about that has to do with gratitude is the story of Hannah. 
Okay. And um, Hannah is not really a woman that a lot of people talk about in the Bible. Um, she doesn't have a book in the Bible like, um, you know, Ruth does. And, um, you know, she's not married to somebody uh, really famous like Abraham and Sarah. But she is one of the best stories in the Bible when we talk about gratitude. Okay. Um, her story can be found in 1 Samuel chapter 1. And she is literally one of the most recognizable women in scripture. Okay. Um, if you didn't know her story before, we're going to focus on her story in this episode. And remember, we're talking about gratitude. Okay. So a lot of people, when they think of Hannah, they think of her story of deep anguish. Okay. And deep sorrow and just a really sad Hannah who's always crying. And the reason why they're thinking of that is because Hannah had to deal with infertility. Okay. Hannah was not able to give birth to kids. And what happened was just a backstory. She married a man. Um, let's see what the man's name. The man's name was Elkanan. And Elkanan had two wives. It was Hannah. And the other woman was named, let me see if I have it here, Panina. Okay. Panina was able to have kids with her husband. And Hannah, unfortunately, was not able to. Okay. And she cried about it and she prayed about it, you know. And even though she was taunted by her husband, um, the Bible says that, you know, her husband treated her differently because of the fact that she couldn't give birth to kids. He made fun of her. He made fun of her and he even withheld food from her to the point where she became anorexic, right? She, she didn't eat as much. Like when he served, he served first Panina, which is his other wife. Panina's children and then after he would serve Hannah what was left over okay and she did get at the point where she was very depressed because she she was missing out she felt like I really have a desire to be a mom and I can't have kids right but even through everything she still remained grateful to God she still had a relationship with Christ and she still kept an attitude of of gratitude towards God okay um after you know after everything that's going on we hear that she has a relationship with a priest by the name of eli okay in the church and eli says i'm going to pray for you so that god can give you a child and god goes ahead and gives her her first child which is named samuel okay and this is the same samuel that becomes king uh you know that becomes the prophet samuel okay and after he gives after god gives her child um she continues to be grateful. And we see that in first Samuel chapter two, the very beginning of it is just her prayer of praise, right? Giving God thanks for Samuel, giving God thanks for the process, giving God thanks because he didn't forget her. Okay. And she even takes it a step further in her gratitude. And she says, God, because you gave me this son, I'm going to give him back to you. And what that means is that she actually left him at the temple where Eli was there. And she asked Eli to train him so that he can become a servant of God. All right. So he says, God, you know, it was really hard for me to have a child. And I'm grateful for who you are because you gave me one. But now I'm going to give back my child so that he can be raised up in your spirit. He can be raised up in your word. And I'm going to trust you that Eli is going to go ahead and train him to be the man of God that you want him to be. And I think that's a really amazing thing to do because it's, it's a very significant moment that really makes Hannah a woman that stands out right she's she's a woman who literally 
you know, she she is a believer of Christ. She prays to God, right? She says, God, like, I'm in this anguish. I'm in this sorrow. I really want this. And, you know, my husband's treating me differently. And it even talks about, like, a section where Eli thinks that as she's praying, he, he hears her praying, but her lips are not moving, right? And this is going to be found in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 12 to 16, all right. If you guys read it, it says that because he saw that, he thought that Hannah was drunk. And she'd been drinking, yeah. Right? He was like, what is wrong with this lady? Like, I know she's praying, but her lips are not moving. And and her response is not one of disrespect. Her response is not one of, you know, I can't believe you think that of me. Her response is very genuine. She says, I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger. I've just been discouraged. And and I was pouring my heart out to the Lord. So don't think that I'm a wicked woman because I've been praying out of anguish and sorrow. Right. And and we see a level of honesty here. And I feel like when you're grateful, you have to be honest. For sure. And, and it's it's hard to, uh, you know, even when it's hard to feel uh, discouraged. I'm, I'm sorry. When when you do feel discouraged, it's hard to be uh honest about your situation right like you try to like cover it up and everything and she totally did not do that she was she was upfront about her you know how how of how she, she felt how she felt yeah is, and you know what it's kind of like people go to therapy and a lot of people have the stigma that oh if you go to therapy it means there's something wrong with you right you're going to therapy because there's something wrong with your marriage. You're going to therapy because there's something wrong with your mind. You're like they look down upon it. Like if therapy and sharing your honest opinion and sharing what you're feeling is something to look down upon. And I believe with my whole heart, there's nothing wrong with therapy. OK, if you need to go to somebody and say, hey, I'm feeling this way and I need help. You know, but you sitting in that chair and being honest with yourself and letting people know like, hey, I'm going through this problem. Like Jesus is able to work through that therapy. Right. Jesus is able to come through. And if you're seeking godly counsel, you know, I believe with all my heart that Jesus is going to let you work through your issues and he's going to resolve it. And you're going to be a, a much better person after but you really do need to be honest with yourself when people are asking. And when you're grateful for something, like that honesty has to be there. Nobody wants to hear like, oh, she gave you a compliment and you said thank you, but your tone of voice didn't make it seem like if you were genuine, right? right? And, and some people do that because they're like, oh, well, I was raised. I have to say thank you if somebody does something nice to me, but I don't want to do it, you know? You have to be honest. It has to be something genuine, especially if you're trying to be grateful. All right. So there's a few facts about Hannah that are overlooked in her story. All right. And I'm just going to name four. Okay. The first one is that Hannah was the fourth woman in biblical history to suffer through infertility. Did you know that? No, I was not aware of that. I didn't know that either until I, I was checking this out. So the fourth. Um, I'll tell you who the other four are. Okay. The other three women who endured uh, the despair and the grief that comes with not being able to conceive was Sarah, Rebecca, and Rachel, okay? So Sarah was the one who laughed at the angel that told her husband that she was going to have a child, right? Rebecca was the one who questioned, um, if all is well, like, why are the twins inside of me struggling, 
right? She questioned, like, God, if you gave me these kids, like, what, what am I doing, right? And Rachel gave the responsibility to her husband. And Rachel was like, yeah, well, I can't conceive, so that, that must be because of my husband, right? But even through everything, Hannah accepts God's promise that she's going to have a child with unwavering faith, all right? Something that the other three did, didn't do. Um, she feared the Lord and was just, that's just one of the other qualities that are godly and, and how she was able to pursue her faithfulness to God, right? She never gave up hope. She kept praying and she, she even went ahead and she sacrificed her son. She said, Hey, you know, you gave me the son and now I'm going to dedicate the son so that you can be able to be praised even more. Right. So she is one of the first four that are that was just very different in her attitude. OK, the second fact is Hannah knew how to respond with grace. OK, now earlier we talked about, you know, the fact that she was being ridiculed because of the fact she couldn't have kids by her husband. And we talked about, you know, the fact that Eli thought she was drunk. But even though they were going through all of this and they were treating her this way, she literally did not respond at all. Like, if you go back and you read that part of the story, um, let's see here. It's 1 Samuel. If I can find it. Okay, 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 6. It says, so Panani would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. And year after year, Panani would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. Taber, wow, that was really bad. Tabernacle. There it is. <laughs> I know, that was really bad, right? And each time, Hannah would be reduced to tears and would not even eat. But she didn't reply anything. She didn't say anything derogatory. She didn't defend herself. She just kept her mouth shut. I honestly think that was the most graceful thing that she could do. Because what happens is us as humans, if somebody's making fun of you and you hear it year after year after year after year, I don't know about you, Lewis, but I get to a certain boiling point where I'm going to say something. Sure. Right. And it's not that I want conflict. It's just like sometimes you get to that point where you just have to say something. And, and here we see Hannah has a level of grace where she does not say anything at all. All right. Now, number three, Eli, the priest, asked God to bless Hannah with a child more than once. All right. So at the beginning, we know that Eli went ahead and prayed for her to have a child. OK, and we see that in first Samuel chapter one, verse 17, it says, Eli says, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant your request that you have asked of him. She said, oh, thank you. And then she went back and she went to go eat something and she was no longer sad. All right. I believe she wasn't sad because she received the words that the that the priest had said, that the prophet had said. He was basically saying, God is going to give you what you've been asking. And she took it and she was like, you know what? I'm not going to cry anymore because I believe the words of this man. Right. But the Bible also says that Eli prayed for her again. And if you go to first Samuel chapter two, verse 20, um, it basically says that Eli, after Samuel came into the picture. All right. Eli went ahead and said, may the Lord give you other children to take the place of this one that she gave to the Lord. 
And verse 21 says that Hannah had three sons and two daughters even after Samuel. Yep. All right. So not only does God bless you for being grateful, not only does God bless you for giving a sacrifice, right? But because you have an attitude of gratitude, he gives you more than enough, right? Here she asks for one child. And not only did she get one, but she got five more. All right. And that's just the picture. Like if you are grateful, God is going to see your attitude and he's going to bless you with more than what you are asking. All right. And the last fact that I want to go ahead and mention, which kind of has to do with that, is she had more than five kids. She had she had five more kids after Samuel. I just read that. I don't even know why I said that. But basically, we have to be grateful even even when our prayers and our miracles are not when you don't see them yet. Right. So sometimes you pray for stuff and sometimes you ask God for stuff. And sometimes you're like, Lord, I'm praying for this. and I'm praying for this. and I'm praying for this. But instead of petition, your attitude should be more of gratefulness. Yep. Right. So instead of saying, God, like, I really want this. I really want this. I really want this. If you change your attitude and say, God, I bless you because I know it's coming. Right. God, I exalt your name because I know you're working. God, I know that it's coming. I know and I believe your promise. It's coming. That attitude of gratefulness is going to change it up for you. It's going to allow God to go ahead and produce the miracle that you've been asking for. All right. So that's the story of Hannah. All right. That's, you know, the story of grateful attitude, the story of gratitude. Um, this this challenge we have for today is going to be super simple and Basically, it's to write down 10 people or things that you're grateful for and remember why you're so grateful for them. OK, so 10 people or 10 things, you know, Lewis is saying he's grateful for his job. I said I'm grateful for the time with my husband. You know, you can put there you're grateful for your family. So 10 different things, write them down on a piece of paper and remember why you are grateful for them. Right. Because because you are excited to spend that time with them because you're excited for what joy it produces. Right. And pray to God that God continues to give you things that you can be grateful for. Great challenge. Right. So for me and just to close, I can tell you one of the top 10 that I have includes the remix movement. All right. From top to finish, like the remix movement. I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for this ministry. I'm so grateful to share this ministry with my husband, Louis. I'm so grateful to evolve the ministry and like from community service in Broward to a podcast now to like, you know, being able to see what God is doing through the different platforms, through our social media, through our prayers and, and just being able to build relationships and continue to share with others the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I just want to say, you know, on behalf of me and Lewis and the Remix Movement, thanks a lot to all of our listeners. Yes, thank you so much. All right. So we will go ahead and we will talk to you guys again tomorrow. Okay. All right. God bless. God bless you. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.